Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Uh, so early. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh. Mm. Ah. I, I was up a lot with a, with a complicated dream last night. Oh, really? I was remembering my dreams this morning, too. Uh, it doesn't what, help. What happened? Oh, I mean, you know, it's brain garbage, so it, it doesn't really help to explain. But, you know, it's just the, the anxiety, because now you're, oh, yeah. you're awake. But, yeah. Yeah, it involved renovating a hotel room with my friend Michael, and we were working with a Vietnamese man in bare feet who had no toes. And um, oh, somebody came to our hotel room, and uh, they peed in the bathtub, and I had to drain it. Oh, that is anxiety producing. Well, then it's just like, ah, like, do I want to, do I want to lay down and try to get back into this dream? Do I want to try and psych myself into something different? Should I get up? And I usually stay, which I probably shouldn't do. What, uh, what time is this happening? Usually around three or four. Hmm. I kind of don't mind it as much if it's one or two. It's when I'm getting within an hour of the wake up time, which is uh, a wake up time I don't have control over. Um... I, I feel like I can like, oh, if I can go, okay, yeah, I just got to lay back now. You have four hours of four, four more hours of sleep and I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know what the solution is. I don't, I don't want to renovate a hotel room. You no, know? you don't want somebody peeing in the bathtub? No, I had to, I had to stick my hand in there to drain it. It's part That's of the renovation. Gross. All day long, you're going to be washing that hand. Ugh. Subconsciously washing it. Yeah, I got to get the sleep thing worked out. I got I, I to gotta, I gotta get better. It's, it's not terrible. I've been, I've been, I've been in worse situations, but, but I can tell that I'm not sleeping enough because I do take naps and they do make a difference. I want to um, get to a point where taking a nap is uh, unnecessary or does not make a difference. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't wake up and go, wow, I needed that. Which is how I feel every day after I take a nap. Yeah. I've, I've been, uh, I've been back and forth on this so much. Because of the, you know, I like a nap, but also I've been in places, I've been in parts of my life when I didn't need a nap and that felt very liberating Mm -hmm. not to come home in the afternoon and just be dragging ass so hard that I, that I'd like fell asleep in a chair. Do you sleep differently in different places? I mean, the, the conventional wisdom is that you go and you sleep uh, somewhere else, and maybe you don't like the bed or the nasty sheets, or some some youths are having a party nearby. Do, do you uh, find any difference to your quality youths. of sleep if you're in like a hotel room? Well, yeah, absolutely. I have a super hard time sleeping in most places. Mm. If uh, if anything is touching my feet, <laughs> if um, if I cannot get my feet some liberation, oh, I, I have a whole system. Yeah. Of getting liberation, I feel like I should at some point, just for my own uh, historical record, write down my canonical approximately five sleep positions. And one of my five sleep positions is uh, on my stomach. Yeah, I've turned my pillow uh, a one eighth turn. Okay. Is that right? So I got a, I got a, I got a little corner pointing south. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and a lot, a lot, a lot of my sleep, I think, comes down to breathing. And so I kind of smash my, I pull my face back with my hand. Smash down into the pillow, and and for some reason, I always have to have my left lower leg outside of the covers in that particular position. I don't know why. It's not required for every other one, but I'm with you. I generally like my feet out, which is different. When I was young, I liked it tucked in tight, and now I don't. I feel I feel restricted. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta get. I gotta get. Uh, I have to be free to ride my machine. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> without being hassled by the man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if I'm uh, if I'm sharing a bed with someone else, um, it ha- it's a, it has to be a certain set of conditions, or I won't sleep at all. I feel like you're pretty good at establishing the ground rules. Yeah, but you know there are lots of situations where it's like. Mm-hmm. You, you know, not at, not at liberty to say like, we're you're not spending the night here. You know, mm, yeah. Um, and so, uh, but also, you know, this is particularly true in hotels, where it's like, you know, you want to go on trips with people, you want to you want to have uh, you want to have adventures, and then you, you get to the hotel and you're like, oh no, um, that's right, I'm super fussy about sleep. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm, I'm really good if the, if the other person gets up early and goes out and ha- you know, like goes and does stuff, mm-hmm. if they're like a morning person who either goes to work or gets up and, you know, at, needs to go tour a bunch of museums, um, I will, I'm really happy to like stretch out in a newly empty bed. Oh, that's and, a nice feeling. This is mine yeah. now. Yeah, and that will be so. That's good sleep there for however long it lasts. One reason I ask is because I one component of my waking up and being very anxious about my life is the uh, feeling of like what might be waking me up, which I know mm-hmm. might very well be the cat who chooses to uh, meow up up to thirteen times at night, and uh, I, and so I do earplugs, but I'll still sometimes hear it. There's that. She goes meow. Was that? Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's it's been a topic of discussion many times in many places. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's got food and stuff. Uh, the the general consensus is uh, from all of my cat expert friends is that she is um, bored. <laughs> Or she is uh, somehow frightened. I don't know what she'd be frightened of. She's a very traumatized cat. But I got that. I think about CO2. Do you ever think about CO2? Not CO2. Uh, uh, not CO2. The other one. The bad one. CO. Do you ever think about CO? Oh, oh, carbon monoxide. Do you ever think about that? Uh, I actually had a, have a carbon monoxide detector. Yeah, but how even do you know if they work? You don't. Okay. I think about that. And then I think about ghosts. I think about yeah. I think about ghosts. I th- I'm not talking about like a full-on spectral presence. But I'm saying, follow me on the logic and statistics here. If your right. house has been around for coming up on uh, 80 years, right. there's a pretty good chance that there's some bad spectral energy. And, you know, a lot of those folks are up at night is what I'm thinking. Do you ever encounter any spectral energies? I very rarely encounter a spectral en- energy that wasn't just the cat being somewhere I didn't expect. All right. And then I go like this. I go, ah, but, but you don't but, have a thing where you're alone sometimes you at like night. Feeling, a feeling of presence, that kind of thing. Yeah, or like you're 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 puttering, do 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 do, and mm-hmm. then you're like, and you you just you heard something behind you or felt something. Behind That's you? a very good question. Well, part of it is my brain will do that for me automatically. Uh, I I, my brain will create uh, problems. That's that's one of the uh, performance characteristics of my brain. But I have had the feeling sometimes that like I totally feel. Like there's something over there, maybe huh. behind a door, uh, not 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 strong enough to go like look, 
Right. But I, I have had that feeling. But the reason I mention this is that then when I go and I stay in a hotel or like we were in a cabin in Yosemite not too long ago. And the truth is I sleep better. Oh, yeah. Which is weird. And you know what I really want to suggest to everybody out there? I suggest you go out and you get yourself a Casper mattress. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Casper. Podcast listeners are invited to take advantage of Casper's competitive limited-time Memorial Day sale offer. Casper is the place to shop for Memorial Day mattress savings this year. They sell directly to you, eliminating added costs and saving you money. So start your summer off right by choosing the Internet's favorite mattress this Memorial Day. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. All returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. And if you haven't been there in a while, go and check it out. Because Casper has three mattress lines to choose from. The original Casper, the Innovative Wave, and the Streamlined Essential. So remember, for a limited time, you go to casper.com savings. You're going to get 10% off your order with any mattress purchase. That special offer expires May 29th, 2018. I'm going to say it again. You go to casper.com savings and receive 10% off your offer with any mattress purchase. And do remember that expires May 29th, 2018. Go fast. Terms and conditions apply. Our thanks to Casper for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. This Insert is the ad. Casper ad. <laughs> um, it's a Memorial Day coming up. You're going to want to get a mattress and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yes, Terms sir-y. and conditions apply. Yes, Ree Bob. Thanks for listening to that, everybody. Um, mm, I, I I know I know exactly what you mean. And, do and you? Um, I mean, am I, I I realize this sounds crazy, and I don't really believe in quote unquote 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 ghosts, but no. I do wonder if it could be uh, carbon monoxide or possibly a spectral energy. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think carbon monoxide is as because that would much, help you sleep, right? Well, I don't I mean, think it's a little as bit, much okay, of a let danger. Me, maybe I'm being unscientific. Right? I don't want to be like those vaccine people. Maybe introducing a little bit of carbon monoxide would help everybody. Maybe it's a little bit of airborne Benadryl for the family. No, you would end up with a headache, I think. You would have headaches all the time. Chloroform, same problem. Headaches are going to be your your warning sign if you have a little bit of of carbon monoxide. Okay. Uh, I don't wear headphones at night. If I'm working on something, it's hard for me to wear headphones at night because of spectral energies Mm -hmm. that sometimes tiptoe up on me when I have headphones. You don't want on. them to get the drop on you, because I because there have been a couple of instances in my life when I've been sitting boop ba doo ba doo in some headphones, and then I heard a voice from directly behind me in my right ear over my shoulder, really with the headphones on, and I had to throw the headphones off like nah, yeah, you know, def- left, definitely left not a weed eater or a child. No, it was in the it was three o'clock in the morning. Okay, and so <laughs> not, and not I a know, child using a weed eater. I know that that is my mind, okay. uh, but well, I think, but it's always in old houses where, you know, or they're uh, spectral energies. Yeah. I used to sleep better in hotels, but the thing is that hotel, but I stay in a lot of hotels. Yeah. And, uh, and in the last couple of years, I changed my, my whole lifestyle because your lifestyle is your death style. Oh, that is good. Right? Yes. But I changed my life, lifestyle. lifestyle be- becomes your death style. It becomes your death style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. um, I changed my I changed it so that I realized, like, oh, it's a two birds with one stone situation. I am always getting flown places and and put up in hotels. It's like part of my job, and I also am like trying to. 
go on vacations with people or see people I haven't seen in a long time or like, you know, have a fun adventure. And so I've started to combine those things. Right. Hey, why don't you join me in this place? I'm going there. I have a hotel. I'll stay an extra couple of days. And it could this also be a little thing. bit of like a seasoning of familial obligation. Right. Uh, Couldn't it be a little bit of like we got to go visit a relative in this place? Well, so there's – so it's a small percentage of the of the uh, the traveling, but I've worked that out. Hmm. The, the traveling with the family I have worked out because I understood after the first few years I cannot hmm. exist in a world where the three of us are like – in a room. We've talked about this. It's complicated. Yeah. It's super I cannot, complicated. I cannot do Especially it. Especially <laughs> if you're somewhere where it is your presence as you, the brand, that needs to be on. Oh, can't do that. And you just got you're, you just got to go, like, whatever, go be in a, a minor celebrity tug of war. Yeah. Well, and then, and and then that, like, that, that having, comes up during your time to watch the kid. Yeah. They're having normal family things with you. Like, mm-hmm. why don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm in, I, I have to, uh, I'm here for a thing. But that, but also like the, like earlier this year, we went to visit my uncle in Hawaii. Right, right, right. And uh, you know, and as a part of the constant sort of managing uh, that my uncle does of his own life, and then the people increasingly that are trying to help manage his life yeah. uh, because he's ninety three. Jesus. Uh, you know, he stayed in this. Uh, he stayed in this other place, and so it ended up that that. Me and my daughter and my daughter's mother were all in one room together for like eight days. One room, one room, mm. and um, and it was a and it was not a big room. Were there any alcoves? Was, uh, there was a there was a not a walk-in closet. All you but really clo- got is the bathroom. That's your uh, well, that's your only bulwark against madness is the bathroom. Well, there was a living room, but the problem is it was an old folks home. So everything was made to, I mean, basically like at a certain point in an old folks home, everything is made to repel urine. Everything is made to wipe clean with a damp cloth. Right. And so it's it's not not cozy. You're not going to lay on that couch. It squeaks. Well, and you're going to stick to it because it's Hawaii. Oh, chimney. So I actually, I've never done a thing like this before, but I drove us to Target and I bought new sheets for, for this basically hotel room because I was like, these are, I'm not sleeping on these sheets and I'm not having my family sleep on these sheets. Like Mm -hmm. these are just somebody else's sheets and they're not, those those are cursed. They're not good sheets. So Mm -hmm. we're going to get our own sheets. However much it costs, we're going to, you know, amateurize it over eight days and it's going to be nothing. We're just going to just, this is no amount of money in order to have this basic, like, I can't lay here with this pillowcase, like sticking to me. So I was work, I tried and I, you know, and I ended up putting the baby in the closet, Mm -hmm. which I highly recommend to anyone with a baby because at the, at the, the point that she is now, she was six at the time. I was like, Hey baby, you could have the whole closet as your bedroom. Yeah. It's like a clubhouse. And she was like, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we into the closet she went, never had to think about it again. But, you know, that's like, that is, that's a challenge because I look at that situation, I walk in the door, I look at it and I'm like, I'm going to spend eight days without sleep. Mm. And that is terrible. So what can I possibly do? You know, what can I do? And, and you know, and I, I, I modified the room, I guess. 
uh, with the hope that I would, you know, pull off some sleep. And I, you know, mm-hmm. get, get, I got what I got enough, I guess. But it's a, yeah, it's a, Back in the old days, I'd go to a hotel. I was all by myself there. I would pull the blinds, sleep all afternoon. I'd sleep through the event. Yeah. You know, people would be like, hey, are you coming to the thing? <laughs> while, be like, while you're there, that's your <laughs> while you're there, that's your room. Yes. That's the thing about about when you get a hotel room is it's your room. You can make yes. you can make it the way you want. You can do like I do. I put away first thing I do, I, I take all the printed materials, <clears throat> put it in a drawer. Any fake plants go in the closet. Interesting. I have a whole like series of preparations that I do uh, in a hotel room because you know why? That's my room while I'm there. That's that's right. I I had a time in a hotel in uh, it wasn't a hotel. Let's call it a uh, let's call it a pension. Mm. Uh, I was in Germany and it had it was one of those German hotel rooms and I don't understand why the Germans are like this. They're they're large people, but they have these hotels with twin beds, two twin beds and the beds have headboards and footboards and the beds are five and a half feet long. So here you come. They just just, just act like that's okay. Yeah. Let's just pretend I'm a German. (laughs) Dr. Lieber. Oh, damn it. I was just about to say that's the least offensive German you've ever done. And uh, I walked into the hotel room (laughs) and I'm like, Ben Cocken. (laughs) I laid down on the bed and I was like, how do you sleep like this? You have to, you're curled in a fetal position just to get on this dumb thing. So I said, this is my hotel room. I moved some furniture around. I pushed the two twin beds together, which is, as you know, the worst, the worst, but it's not as bad as trying to curl up. They're not Lego, John, five foot twin bed. If they were Lego, that would make sense because you can put two Lego next to each other and it just makes a big Lego. When you put two beds together, you get two beds that are together. The secret is you have to. Uh, the secret to two beds together is you have to pick which bed your butt is on. Mm. You cannot. You, you can cannot, you also you you can also turn ninety degrees, I guess. Well, but ninety. That's. I mean, you're still got yourself to choose where your butt is. That's true. That's true. And if your butt, if you think your butt is going to be in the middle somewhere, you're wrong, hmm. because your butt is what. Yeah, that's where your center of gravity is, and that's going to fall. Chi. Eventually, your butt is going to tell you, "I need a place." Yeah, pick pick a side. So it's you like, a, either, like a great Berlin Wall. Either you're three quarters of the way on one bed, and your feet are over on the other, or mm-hmm. your butt is over on the other, and your top half is sprawled out over the. Are you doing bed. sort of an Abraham Lincoln deathbed angle a little bit? You got to be. You got to be cattywampus. You have uh-huh. to be uh, okay. at a, at a sideways. Anyway, I woke up in the morning. I went downstairs. It's German, you know, it's a German Gost house. Mm-hmm. Like, but then heavy uh, heavy breads, boiled yep. eggs. Yeah, boiled egg and some dark bread and and uh, pretty good coffee and marmalade. Cold, cold cuts. Uh, some cold cuts that had little bits in them. Always got the bits. Germans love se- bits. Seven or eight kinds of of jam, none of which I liked. It's Ugh. like apricot jam, peach jam. Uh, and you're like, what? do you have any? Did you get these from like a donation jam? barrel? Like, where did you get I these? I know. No. Get some Concord grape jelly. Like. Get some Concord grape jelly, like an adult. <laughs> These are the forest fruits. <laughs> the fruits we find, of the forest. We find that a variety of stone fruits when they're milled down into the jelly-like substance are nice on the brown bread's bits. Yeah, 25 mustards. But anyway, I, I go up to the front desk to check out, and the woman behind the counter says, my cleaning lady went to your room and said that you slept on both beds. Uh-oh. So I'm, char- I'm charging you for two people. What? 
And I said, well, you're wrong. There was only one person. I thought they were illogical people, John. That does not make any sense. That room is your room. She was using an internal logic. Okay. A logic that belonged to her, which was that a person equals a bed. And to clean two beds is essentially the same as if there were two people. I see. They're they're, they're really billing you for for sheet changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting charged. I'm getting charged for for basically a spectral presence, which was my lower half. They called it bedgeist. Yeah, und Beds, bed, bedgeisten. Scheiße. Uh, um, <laughs> and so she and I sat at the front desk and argued about this for a long time. I'm not always with you on your conceptual beefs, but mm. this is a conceptual beef that must be beefed. Mm-hmm. That is that is a beef that need to get settled. Well, and I was arguing with her on behalf of every other guest who followed. Yeah. Whoever sat on the other bed. Ugh. And and you know, I was I was personally offended and I also realized like, oh, if that's the kind of operation she's running, what huh? keeps me from taking a poop on the other bed and then very carefully tucking the sheets back in so it doesn't seem like yeah. anyone was there. Just charge me for two. That would be a charge me for number two. Yeah. And so we hammered out something where she uh, gave me a a 10 euro surcharge. And then I went back up to the room and stole all the light bulbs. Good. Okay. There's, there's so much bullshit in that. Okay. I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to grow as a person, John, Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that she had a bad day and she was acting at least emotionally and probably irrationally, because here's the thing. If you're ever in a room, every, I don't know if this is true for you. I know this is true for me. First of all, that's my room. That's step zero. Okay, now here's the deal. Usually I have one bed I'm going to sleep on. I might have one bed I'm just going to luxuriate on. That might be where I put the stuff. Ah. Right? The stuff. The stuff I would like to surround myself with. And then when it's bedtime, I get out of that bed. I go into the other bed. I got two beds. It's my room. I control everything in that room. Yeah. But this is Germany. Uh, where that is not the, that's uh, at least at the time, 1999, when this happened, I was not, it didn't seem like in that, part, and the thing is, there are different parts of Germany where they have different rules. Hmm. Uh, so it's a land of contrasts. It is. You know, there are different rules in America from mm-hmm. place to place. But if you go to California and stay at a best Western hotel, they're not going to have different, like, cultural mores from the best Western hotel in, in Bismarck, North Dakota. Right. Uh, whereas in Germany, who knows you're in some ghost house mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, the reason that our beds are small is to, is that's how we deal with spectral presences here. Oh. Like, so, the so ghosts, it might've been you, the problem's you, you didn't know the local lore. Yeah. The ghosts can't be in the room because the beds are too small for them. Mm. It's like part of our tradition. Hmm. And so do you think knows? you're being culturally insensitive? Do you, you think know, she, uh, do you think she felt you were being culturally insensitive? These days, that's the only conclusion I can come uh, Ugly American. Uh, so, and the thing was, well, I mean, what made me ugly was that I didn't passively accept her dictum mm-hmm. and stood there at the desk with a kind of wry smile on my face and was like, ha, ha, no, no way. No They're not way, a smiling lady. people. Oh, she was not smiling. No. She did, and she didn't think it was good that I was smiling. Hmm. Mm. We were having a confrontation. Why was I smiling? Mm-hmm. I'm not smiling. I'm not smiling. Why mm-hmm. are you smiling? Mm. I'm not swearing. Why are you swearing? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to turn this opportunity. Yes. 
<laughs> don't know that one. <laughs> oh, really? Show my daughter the first two episodes of The Office last night. Uh, of the British Office? Yeah. Oh, I remember when you showed me the first That's two episodes of The Office. That's why I'm telling you, we had to fast over a lot of parts of it. There was a lot of... Uh, my wife made this face a lot. Hmm. <laughs> because they were off-color jokes? Well, yeah. That show gets a little randy. It's technically a TVMA in the States. I see. But they blip... It's funny what they blip out. Like when Tim... When, <laughs> when Tim says to Garrett... Gareth. Of course, it says Garrett on his stapler. Um, you're a cock. You're a cock. You're a cock. <laughs> they blip the word cock each time. Uh-huh. But they still show it in the uh, subtitles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do they typically blip subtitles? No, um, no, I think they don't. I think it's done by a whole different... I don't want to take you off your Germans. But no, like, no. I think it's a whole different part of the operation. I've talked to a friend of the show, John Syracuse, about this. It's his reckon that a lot of times it's like lyrics to songs, which he never trusts on the internet. Like, maybe this group got, like, a shooting script. They shot the scene five times, and you, you, I, don't know if, I don't know if you're a subtitles guy. I'm a subtitles guy. Especially if there's any chance that I won't understand what they're saying. I usually have subtitles on. You have them on, just running as a normal matter of course. Well, in that show, it really pays, especially for a 10-year-old to hear a very, very, some very, very English accents. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a little bit of a spoiler because you see the joke before they say the joke and stuff like that. You got to, you know, your mileage may vary. Um, but yeah, I think it's a whole different operation that does that. And the whole audio group and the video group and then the subtitles group, I think they're, they're not even in the same building. They're not at the same building, same time, they're in different places. Um, right. Well, and I always think that it's, it's somebody that's sitting at a terminal. You remember those terminals that the, they were like, um, I had a friend that, that had a learning disability and he had a whole series of government tapes and he had an apparatus. (laughs) He had an apparatus? He did. That was part of, that was the library of Congress. Was it part part of his learning experience? It was part of his learning where he had... He had some sort of, and it was, the thing about it was the apparatus seemed to have proprietary tapes. They weren't just cassette tapes. They were some kind of like those sort of carts that you used to use in old radio radio stations. stations. Yeah. They they weren't eight tracks. They were some kind of special system. Was it audio? Yeah. (sighs) That he would put in and, and I don't know, and I don't. And I asked him several times, like, what is your learning disability exactly? And he was like, well, it's something to do with learning. I have a, you know, a disability with it. Yeah, you're and also not like, good at answering questions, buddy. Okay, well, all right. All right so story, you have, story checks out. How do I get an apparatus? Machine. Yeah, right. Like, this machine is given to you by the government to do what exactly? <laughs> government and he, apparatus. And he's like, well, it has these tapes. And I was like, but what exactly are they? And he was like, well, they're learning tapes. I was like, all right, all right. Let's just let this ride. But he had this thing and it was like and it had all the qualities of being a thing from the government it was heavy mm-hmm. it was made out of that beige plastic yeah it had it seemed like something that you would use in a courtroom and it had been ruggedized and, and not, not not made to be pretty <laughs> it was ruggedized ruggedized uh it was not but it was made also to be it seemed like something you know it seemed like something from the 70s too because the buttons were like orange Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know the uh, look. Mustard yellow. What kind of headphones? They have like Sennheisers, like was, ye- yellow Sennheisers. It was some kind of special proprietary headphones. Proprietary probably, headphones. Probably oh, they're big, big cup boys, like a Nova Forty, like big cuppy boys. 
or the kind that you would use to send a man to the moon. Uh-huh. Okay. And and uh, I think that the jack didn't work in other things. It was a special jack. I don't know why they would do this. <laughs> wow. But anyway, I always think of people who are subtitling television shows as having that apparatus mm-hmm. with those special headphones. And they are doing – and they have like 70% of their attention is on their work. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, do, do, do. Are you think it might be a side hustle? Maybe they're working at Geico, but they're also subtitling movies on an apparatus. Are, you know, they're doing this. I mean, they're gig, gig the, economy. Uh, early on in our show, I mm-hmm. had a friend who, um, who, uh, apropos of nothing, sent me several transcripts of our show. Hmm. Uh, which you know, which inspired me at the time to believe that eventually uh, our fans would. Subtitle or would uh, would transcribe all of our shows because reading reading I've never listened to our show as mm-hmm. you know, but reading our show which I did once or twice because this friend made these uh, transcripts I was like oh flabbergasted like yeah. uh, like I did I didn't have that thing that I do when I'm listening where I was like ah can't do it ah you know like throw my headphones across this the because I've tried to listen to our show really yeah but like like three four minutes in I'm like nope can't do it no nope. how come. I just can't. I know, I've never explored this. I know this to be true, but uh, you just don't like hearing your voice or my voice. That's understandable. No, 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 no. Your voice, I hear. I hear it's your voice sounds the same. And, yeah. and I, you know, that every, every Monday at 10, whether we need it or not. <laughs> no, it's just uh, the like following us talking mm-hmm. and 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 being along for the thought journey mm-hmm. uh, and hearing myself thinking aloud. At a certain point, I'm like, can't. Do you it listen to Omnibus? No, I don't listen to. I have no. You don't, I don't, you don't really to listen to podcasts. I don't, but I also specifically do not listen to. My I understand. Own I understand. See, uh, I, I have a similar rea- reaction to reading a transcript of a podcast. Oh, really? You don't like it? Hate it. I mean, no. I, I think it's valuable. Well, friend of the show underscore David Smith has kindly included us in an index he does where he automatically goes in and uh, he transcribes every episode of the show. Um, oh, oh, but with a machine, so it's like it's a machine, uh, yeah. yeah. But so, but, but I, I don't like. But like, to me, it's like it's like oh god, I was gonna say it's like reading instead of seeing Shakespeare perform, but no, it's way worse than that. It's like reading Bazooka Joe instead of seeing the Marx Brothers. Like it's it's I don't like reading it. I, oh, wow. I feel really stupid when I read what we say. Oh no, I feel the opposite, and and <sighs> I will I'll actually. Um, this is why this is such a good show. Hmm. See these different uh, POVs. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. Different POVs. G- Goofus and Gallant. Uh, <laughs> I I really feel I like I'll leave it to the listener to I'm decide whom is whom. <laughs> but but like she would send me these transcripts. <laughs> Goofus, <laughs> Goofus loves to read transcripts of his podcast. <laughs> Goofus puts two beds together in a German hotel. <laughs> Gallant sleeps happily in his. Goofus goes to bed. Target to buy sheets for one week. <laughs> Goofus can't stay with his own family in a room. Gallant <laughs> never complains. Gallant likes to take in the her easy. Of the take her easy. <laughs> Gallant paces the room because he thought he heard a cat. <laughs> Gallant doesn't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> but uh, Goofus but, kicks the sheets off like a monster. So she said she would send me these transcripts, and there was nothing I liked more than going in and just doing minor corrections. Like, oh, that's not what Merlin said. He said this. Oh boy, because you know she would hear it and get. But syntactically, she would have the comma in the wrong place, you know, Mm. just like just because she's doing it as she's going. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, she had 
a totally other job. She had just trained to be able to do this, and it was part of... Is there a science was, friend that worked in like a, a missile silo at the time? No, science friend does not do transcribing. She, she's, she's more of a, a statistician. She, yeah, uh, this is uh, this was other friend who had worked uh, <laughs> for a long time transcribing uh, doctors because this is a thing. Doctors oh, walk that's around. The thing. My grandma used to do that. Yeah, they walk around with a little microphone and they're like, she had an apparatus. She had an apparatus for that to do this. So it's like a court reporter. Yes. And they just walk around. They're like, patient is exhibiting signs of not being able to sleep at night. <laughs> A uh, patient uh, says he hears cats. And then the, and then somebody else far away listens to that and types it up. And so she was doing that to our show, and I just loved it. And huh. then uh, some other people transcribed the shows, and they, and and their different styles was really interesting to me. But it was but like my micromanaging tendencies when when I would when I used to do interviews a lot for the long winters, and I would read. <laughs> I would read articles that people had written where they were quoting me. Right. Then why don't you let me just write this for you? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never forget that one. Oh, my God. That was a good one. I was like, hey, John, that interview and that thing was really good. He's like, yeah. yeah. You were like, yeah, I read that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you send me your notes and just let me take another pass at those? Yeah, uh, but, but so, uh, but you know, there is a. Um, I, I talked about this on Roadwork the other day. There's a that we have a fan who lives in Germany who is not transcribing our shows, but paraphrasing our shows. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Ooh, uh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's it. It would be interesting, I think, for you to to check out. No, I can do that. Uh, where the where what he's doing is he's listening to the shows and then he's essentially. Is this the person making the wiki? Yes, the wiki. The wiki is very interesting. I did look at the wiki, and it, it was very... I, I not only talked about the show on the show, but uh, it, it was very interesting uh, what this person decided to... Uh, you know, like uh, like Bob Seger says, what to leave in, what to leave out. Yeah, he's retelling the stories, but he's combing out what's, what seems superfluous I think that to him. Super Train page could have used a little more Super Train. <laughs> well, he's... Uh, I think he's he's building it up, and I think maybe eventually he'll allow other people to help him. All right. I don't know. For, for right now, this is it's very personal to him. So he's not. Oh, McEl like, McElroy brothers have like a whole. Ugh, they got a whole thing out there. You can find out like who farted first in this episode. That's all. I just out there on their Wikia stuff. That's not a thing I want. I can go look up every little elf and halfling. You know, it's all in there. <laughs> I learned well, all about you know, Jenkins. They got a whole page you, just for Jenkins. You don't have a. You don't have a character. You don't make a character that has a green skin because that's a, that's some kind of oh, alt right Jesus. sign for, for oh, Jews. Oh my God. <laughs> Why would why why would you ever make anything today? Oh, I know. Everything is so problematic, John. It's very very problematic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but so 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 I really thank you for making this thing for me, asshole. <laughs> I really love your thing that I love to hate. Anyway, so have I, some uh, notes. I uh, I I loved I I I I don't know what it is. I love transcripts, and but I cannot watch. A thing with subtitles on. Interesting. Unless it's in another it. language. Um, I the other day, so for the war movie podcast that I'm doing now, mm -hmm. Friendly Fire, um, there we were watching a foreign language film. Was it All, All Quiet on the Western Front? Uh, no, it was an Italian war movie. By was it All Quiet on the Western Front? Huh? All Quiet. Hey, that's no good, boss. On, on the Northern Front. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> To me, <laughs> you know what? We don't tease enough the Italian. <laughs> it's me, Gallipoli. 
<laughs> we gotta give those boys some uh, stick. What I want. What I want. Uh, oh, listen, there's a there's a big jet flying over. I sure hear that. You know, the other day. You think you uh, think too much of me. I know. That was uh, the line was, a... you quoted that real well. That was good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I that know was, it. Was that Salazzo? <laughs> that was some... uh, No, yeah, who said Sala- that? Salazzo. Uh, Is yeah. he the Turk? Uh, Salazzo's the Turk. Okay. Salazzo wants to bring drugs into the family. Right, right. He should have known it was Barzini all along. Yeah, the thing is, look, the Don, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. Capiche? Yeah. Yeah. Um, keep, it, keep, it, keep it with the dark people. Right? In the color neighborhoods. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> They're animals anyway. <laughs> nice pull. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I this transcript's going to be so good. Want, just read you, the transcript. You don't even listen, listen to the show. Just read, read the, the transcript. transcript. You need to hear our voices. You need to understand what we're talking In about. In brackets, indicating ridiculous Italian voice. No, but maybe they don't a, include that. <laughs> I was watching this movie this for this war this war movie for our show, which is in Italian, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I didn't understand how to turn the subtitles on, and so for I whatever assumed, reason I yeah. assumed that part because it was it was uh you know this movie was by a famous Italian director uh, like Rosalini or a- Apicini or <laughs> Apollo- Apollonia, one of those guys, <laughs> and um, Donatello. <laughs> It was by Donatello. It was, it was by, by Donatello. It was by Michelangelo. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in a sewer and he makes black and white movies. That's right. And they got isn't their boss a rat? Uh, boy, I, I've never seen the show. Me I think I've never seen it. It's I like Pokemon. Their, their I only know it like, from other people talking about it. Their boss is Vim Vendors or, or oh, one of Vin Duskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he hangs out in a library with other uh, with other Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, wearing a special headphone. Wearing, ever, wearing a wearing a trench coat, and he'll come up and he'll put he'll put his hand on your shoulder at times when when you're. Now that would be funny. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles as uh, Wings of Desire. That would be a very fun movie. Have Peter Falk, the late Peter Falk. You could CGI him into that. Well, one of the one of the listeners, I'm sure, right now is having a very personal <laughs> experience taking that idea and running with it. Okay. Yeah, I, we don't like to talk about the show on the show, but. Mm-hmm. I bet you. I bet you. We get some fan art. I'm not going to sing a song about a girl. I'm not going to sing a song about a girl. But I watched this film. Mm-hmm. With, you're going to make me go look up what this is. Is it out yet, or is it just uh, recorded? Oh, uh, we've recorded, but it isn't out. Uh, right. Um, I uh, I watched the film with no subtitles, <sighs> and that's in a good bus. It was in it was in Italian, and you know I don't speak Italian. Mm. Uh, I have that amount of passing relationship with romance <laughs> languages mm-hmm. that enables me to follow along. I've spent a lot of time in Italy not speaking Italian, so yeah. I've had this experience of sitting there going like, huh? <laughs> oh, see, si, see. Si. Mm-hmm. Uh, ciao. Hey, bicycle thief. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, but I got a lot out of the film. I mean, and, <laughs> you know, you... Uh, you you have a you spend a t- period in the in the beginning of a vignette where you're like who is this why is she yelling at him, and then by the end you're like ah I see mm-hmm. I see capiche mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I don't I don't if somebody does it take you out of the movie what is your opposition does. to subtitles even when you need it okay all right you you're, now does. you're reading you're not watching a movie like when they put subtitles on Begbie in uh in the original um, oh in the uh, the toilet movie. In the toilet movie, is that the one I'm thinking of? What's that guy's name? Is the guy that played uh, yeah. Darth Vader's boss? 
He was uh, in that, but, and then you got the other but, guy, and uh, right, and, and the gal, Begby, the one the, that, uh, yeah. yeah, right. He was, that was Begby's a great the guy. F- is Begby the guy from the Full Monty? Is that Begby? Yes, that's Begby. Okay, great performance. Sick boy. That's and, what I'm thinking of. You got sick boy, and then you got the guy that was married to Angelina Jolie. He was in it. He was. His name was like Johnny Blade or something. He was married to Angelina Jolie. Yeah, uh, yeah. The guy that was he was also in uh, Hackers with her. Johnny I think. Blade. Oh, you're talking about Sick Boy. John. No, no. Wait a minute. Which one? Which one is Obi Wan Kenobi? You're talking about the blonde one. Blonde one. Blonde one is Sick Boy. That's <clears throat> this is the thing. You want to think that Sick Boy is the guy with the glasses because that seems like he seems sicker than the other boy. Oh, but he sick has boy, the comedy glasses, right? Yeah, but sick boy <laughs> is talking about he's sick because he's on dope. Because of the heroin. You got to get yeah. your soups. It's that kind of sick. It's not the other kind well, of sick. Well, then who's Obi-Wan Kenobi? What was his name? His name was, uh, he was the unnameable center of the film, right? right. His name was like uh, Pauly or, or, uh, or uh, you know, Salazzo. <laughs> Everybody was, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey, I left it. I left it loud. It'll scare the, you know." Oh right, right, the, right. The That's uh, wait. I know that. That's uh, Fat Clemenza. Yeah, Clemenza. Hey, hey come over. Hey, Michael, come over here. I'll teach you how to make us a uh, gravy. I want you to know, Mikey. We was all real proud of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, he wasn't. In, he wasn't in Godfather Two because nope. he asked for too much. Too money. Too much money. And so they that. did. Uh, they did a little. And they brought the other guy in. They brought in the guy, uh, the Willie, not Willie Chichi, uh, Willie Chichi's boss. What's his name? Yeah, Chichi's uh, boss. You know, uh, the guy who believed in the Romans. <clears throat> oh, you're talking, you're talking about hey, Frank, Michael, Frank, Frank uh, Cantangelo, Cantangelo. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Frank Costanza? Cantangelo. <laughs> Frank, Frank Costanza. Frank, oh, loves- Frankie Five Angels, right. <laughs> That's it. Yes, yes, yes. And then, and then he's, Chichi. He's the one that says, Chichi, Chichi aporta. <laughs> and then, uh, so, and also, uh, uh, Chichi was, uh, he's named Frank Spinell. And Yo, uh, he Frank wrote Spinell. on that movie for a long time. And then he uh, he made a horror movie that I saw when I was in high school. I've seen, you know, he's a character. I think his name's Frank Spinell. Frank? Frank Spinell. Spinelli? I, I looked up Johnny Blank. He's but Frank I Spinelli. Find Frank Spinelli? Who's? No. No, Spinelli is a kind of pasta. Okay, that's a no good. That's a no good. That's a, that's, um, uh, so anyway, uh, but I the thing about the, subtitles. I liked the, the subtitles on Begbie because it was it was part of the joke. It was yes. part of the the knowingness of the movie. Yeah, right. Like <clears> ah, <throat> we are very aware that we're making a film and you are laughing along with us. But otherwise, no, I don't want to watch a. I, I would prefer to sit and go, huh. Yeah, they, 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 have fun, they have fun with that in uh, the movie Hot Fuzz, which is one of my favorite movies. And where there's one guy on the, on the local police force who has an unintelligible accent. And at one point, they go out to uh, to interview somebody, uh, the, the guy the guy who plays the squib in Harry Potter. They go out and they interview him, and he has an even more preposterous accent. So they have to translate from from farm man gibberish to cop gibberish to English. It takes three people to translate it. <laughs> well, that sounds like that scene in Airplane, right? Where the woman... Uh, oh, with the jive, jive, jive translation. Yeah, she speaks jive. <clears throat> was Boy, that, Kareem, we, that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's at least his second movie, because he was in the Bruce Lee movie, right? I thought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did quite a few movies, but maybe I'm wrong. I bet he was in. I bet he was in some epic. Um, what did they call that genre of of movies in the '70s, where where uh, where buildings fall down and and uh, oh sure disaster like, uh, movies? I bet he was in uh, some disaster movies, like uh, like Broken Elevator <laughs> Two and <laughs> the, 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 the and, Quickening. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> these beds are too small in this hotel. <laughs> Three. Yeah, he was in Das Surcharge. Right, because the, there was the, the movie one about, about the submarine. The, 
There was the movie about the boat that turned upside down. There was the movie yep. about the airport. Airport. The, 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 there were several you got airports. Airport and the other airport. My, airport one of my first crushes. 76. One of my first crushes was on somebody in airport. The stewardess oh. Gwen. Gwen. <clears throat> you had uh, the Poseidon Adventure. You That's had. The one. Uh, I think you had one called Earthquake. Yeah, right. There was the one where the, the skyscraper caught on fire. What's the one with Paul Newman? The Towering Inferno. Tower, Towering Inferno. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The there was uh like. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't Myrna Loy. <clears throat> who was the who was the woman? A little in the old lady. Poseidon, uh, well, was she was she a little old lady? I in thought she was kind of like. No, I'm talking about the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, oh! At uh, like some point, Hollywood Helen Hayes actress. was in Airport One. She was the little old lady who was uh, riding for free. By the way, the guy's uh, name is Joe Spinell, not Frank Spinelli. I, I apologize to the Spinell family. He died in 1989. Look no, at that. Really? He had a movie Maybe? in 1980 called Maniac. He was probably 50 years old. That's the thing. That's the part that's going to make you sad. Oh, brother. Oh, you know, Poseidon Adventure, Gene Hackman. Oh, really? Uh, Roddy McDowell. And wait for it. Huh? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie back Nielsen. When he was, back when he was being a serious actor and not a comedy serious actor. Okay, here's one for you. Abe Vigoda. Oh, it was Shelley Winters. That's who I was trying to oh, think of. Oh, Shelley Winters. Shelley Abe, Winters. At the time, Abe Vigoda was doing... Godfather one, no spoilers. Uh, he was. I want to get this right. He was one year older than I am now. Who who now say this again? Abe Vigoda. Yeah, was doing Godfather one. Yes. He already looks ninety. Yes, he was. He was. He was born in nineteen twenty one. I believe that was shot in seventy one, seventy two. Yeah. So he was yeah. like a year older than me in that movie. Is Abe Vigoda? He's still alive, isn't he? No, no. No, oh. he passed. He passed. He finally passed uh, in 2016. But this was a thing that people were like, when did Abe Vigoda die? It was a bit. Ago, yeah, right? he was, I think he was kind of in on the bit, but he was good. He was fish. Yeah, yeah. But well, he was, you know, uh, what was the name of his character? Dad. He just went so one time for old time's sake. What was his, what was his name? Oh, Sally. 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 Uh, Sally. No, I, can't, I can't do it, Sally. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Can't do it, Sally. He's the one set up uh, the meeting, right? Yeah, that's how you knew. That's how that's you knew. How you whoever knew. Whoever, whoever comes to you. Yes. That's he was very that's... wise. He was very, very wise. Hey, it was just, come on. It was the right thing to do. It was the smart move. It was, business. It was the smart move, Sonny. Let me tell you, uh, my mom likes to have subtitles on everything she watches. Hmm. Um, and and she says it's because she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand the spoken word. You know, she's a proponent of that whole, um, do you learn by hearing or do you learn by seeing? Yeah. That was, that, that was uh, the first we didn't have that. And then we did have that. And now I think people are like a little, little on the bubble about the different learning styles. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people, especially people who consider themselves visual. They're like, they're, they're a lot like introverts. They're always announcing that that's what they do. And that's how they like to learn. I'm a visual person. And that's how that my mom got on board that train, you know, because what, what's interesting is that she was a very early adopter of this, um, this whole world where somebody comes out with a book that explains how everybody is mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just an INFT mm-hmm. like, uh, or, oh, you're a, you're an orange. Like it's really hard for oranges to interact Mars with Mars and she's a Venus. Yeah, I don't think she went into that one. I mean, she's not into the loosey-goosey stuff. She likes it if somebody has a science theory. It has to be science And so she was an adopter of this all the way back. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so... so, one so way, John, is it John Gardner? Is he the uh, intelligences guy? 
I feel like he's the John Gardner. No, he might be a different novelist I'm thinking of. I don't know. Does he have a theory? Uh, types of intelligence. Oh, right. Uh, but every one of those, I mean, there have been 45 different versions of this. Somebody yeah. said to me the other day, like, are you a, are you a 14 or something? I was like, stop. I'm not, just leave me alone. Howard Gardner. But, hmm. All right. But she was, um, <clears throat> so some of her ideas about herself, some of the ways that she sees the world are still located in some theory of the mind that she had adopted in the late 60s mm-hmm. from reading some pioneering book. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think one of these is like, I'm a visual learner. Yes. And so I need the subtitles on. And I'm like, how much of that has just, you've just rewired your brain by saying that to yourself for 50 years. But she's like, no, no, no. Even when I was in, even when I was in elementary school, uh, you know, I didn't, I wanted to read it. I didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. A professor walking around lecturing. I just heard, I, I heard nothing. Right. Uh, but she continues to, you know, she continues to read those books and come over to my house, even now in her mid eighties <clears throat> and wave some book under my nose that explains everything. And and I've told you uh, the experience of understanding that I was an introvert had that effect on me. I walked around. I'm sure that's, I said that's to you, actually a very good example, especially in terms yeah. of like, if you keep rehearsing that by saying, this is the kind of person that I am. Yeah. Like my behavior is explainable because of this. I'm an introvert. And the, and when I read that description of introverts, I was like, this explains me. It really does. Like, yeah. finally, I have a I have a way of describing who I am and how I interact with people. But nobody accepts that I'm an introvert because I don't seem like one. Um, and well, I, I think I think historically, when you have a cliche or, a, you know, you have a mental idea of what an introverted person is, you think of a person who is like shy, quiet keeps to themselves for a long time i think it was like well are you an outgoing person or are you a quiet person and if you were uh, an outgoing person no way could you be an introvert right in, in the in the old idea of that and so i i found that liberating but now increasingly it's also like insufficient to describe me i can't just say like i'm an introvert and then drop my <laughs> drop my highball glass on the floor and and the party comes to a screeching halt. Um, yeah, especially if you kind of announced it that particular. Excuse me, excuse me. Oh, hold it. Hold Moment it. of your here, time, please. Here are here are going to be some problems that I want to avoid tonight. Then I'm uh, going to read you a blog post called "The Care and Feeding of Your Introvert." <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to end up leaving this party without saying goodbye to anybody. Right. Uh, that's just how it goes. Do you call that a uh, French me, exit or an Irish exit? Uh, I, I would say Irish goodbye. Oh, the Irish goodbye. <laughs> the Irish goodbye. <laughs> Whoa, big ocean we go. <laughs> uh, yellow moon's on. I'm off to Riverdance. But, uh, I, but yeah, uh, I do goodbye. that. I do that. I'm good at that. I'm yeah. real good at that. You Irish goodbyed me a couple of years ago. But probably more than once. Well, does, but does, t- doesn't mean I dislike you. It just means typically I typically I keep a I keep an eye on you because generally I'm trying to get your little bag of gold. I'm f- but <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> But we were at that yeah. party where I met a Millennium girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the ex- well, that, the well, you know what happened that night. Party. At that night, I actually, I accidentally got really, really drunk. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh yeah, no, that was bad. I I don't usually get really, really drunk, but I got like accidentally got blindingly drunk that night. <laughs> well, it was because they were serving top shelf booze. Ooh, for, and for like free. Somebody, was wasn't somebody party. famous there? Wasn't like Elon Musk people. there? Elon Musk was there. There were a lot of famous people there. Uh, If you are a San Francisco Bay Area rich 
person follower. Yeah, we don't get many of those. Uh, lots of billionaires. Billions and billions of uh, billionaires. I heard a report this morning <clears throat> on the KQED where they're saying, oh, you know, uh, you know, places like Facebook, was it Facebook? So you got Salesforce. More and more of these companies are pulling up stakes from Silicon Valley and uh, building their stuff right in San Francisco because people from San Francisco don't want to have to travel to the places in Silicon Valley. And so that's like, oh, not making great. San Francisco better. That will certainly help with the debilitating <laughs> housing crunch. We uh, we went to a Giants game the other night. It was Star Wars night. And um, it happened at the... Um, uh, stadium. Now this week it's AT and T Park. Night? Yeah, it was this, this year was very lame. Last year we got a Chewbacca bobblehead, which is very fun to say. What do these things have anything to do with one another about? It's a co-brand collab, sitch. You know? Oh no! The so like occasionally, Star Wars. Occasionally, a, a little animated Finally. Millennium Falcon flies around on the board, and and Lucille, the oh, no. mascot, is dressed as Darth Vader. Stuff oh, like that. Why are we doing this? Why? <clears throat> this is why? over in an area called Mission Bay that people didn't used to give very much thought to at all. Oh, that was used to be where people lived in shipping containers. You could. I mean, there was yeah. not a lot there. When I moved here a long time ago, there was like, it was like once you went past Caltrain, there was not a lot on it was, third. It was just uh, warehouses and swamp. I don't right? recognize it. Like where my wife works, she works at, you know, a large university at uh, yeah. Mission Bay and about a mm, mile or so from the ballpark. And uh, wow, it is unrecognizable. It is Did her unrecognizable. Uh, large university move from where she used to work? No, which no, was... it's a, it's such a large university that it has different parts. I see. That She's do different, in a different things part now. Yes, yeah. she used to be up near where the hot. No, I've said too much already. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about this. It's depressing. Um, Germany. So you went to Star Italy, Wars subtitles. Night. Oh yeah, I went to the ball game. I had a brat. Yeah. Um, what, did, did the baseballs look like those little no. uh, lightsaber training uh, well, devices? If, that if, they, if they had a giveaway this year, cool. we didn't get it. Last year, we got a Chewbacca bobblehead. Boo. This year, we got zilch. Boo. But we had good seats. We, I mean, I, to me, good seats. We yeah. were away from people. Um, that was nice. And it yeah. was right near Beer and Brats. You know, my yeah. daughter got a foam finger. I'll send you right. a photograph. Uh, we have a foam finger that we got in a Mariners game that my daughter still puts on and waves. It's waggles kind of a in tradition. It's it's not ten dollars we need to spend, but she really likes getting a foam finger. Sure, foam fingers well, we, are fun. You get it each time and then dispose of the foam fin- finger. Well, I, just in general, I wish my daughter were better about collecting her items into collections. It's kind yeah. of probably a separate issue. But we uh, have one foam finger that's now going on like year four. So you can do that. You get a good foam finger and take care of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's going to yeah, be yeah, like yeah. a toaster or a Ford. I mean, look, you have to wax it every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, yeah, you, you got to be careful. Finger should last you 15 years. Yes. And you, you got to be careful about, you know, the, the climate. You want to keep it somewhere dry. They're, yeah. they're, that's, that's them there. I just sent we you a photograph. made for it. Oh. <laughs> look how big my daughter is. Uh, oh, my goodness. She's almost as big as Maddie. Yep. She comes halfway up my wife's face. Wow, look wow, at her. Wow, that didn't sound good at all. Uh, she, yeah, she's pretty tall. And she is, she has the finger on wrong. Yeah, isn't that funny? She has, she has her hand on backwards. Well, maybe she's differently <laughs> abled. Maybe she needs an apparatus. I think she does. That apparatus is her scarf, which is as long as she is. That's Hufflepuff. That's, oh, is that a... Uh, that's, that's actually a, my scarf, but she's wearing it. It's a, it's a thing from Star Wars? Yes. No. No. <laughs> 
to think from the Harry Potter is, books. Is, is Hufflepuff one of the one I've of the, self-assigned uh, I've self-assigned as Hufflepuff. I'm an aspirational Hufflepuff. I'm not actually as loyal and hardworking as a Hufflepuff should be, but it's what I aspire to be. They say dress for the job you want, and that's why I wear a Harry Potter scarf. When I think when I C- hear Cedric Diggory, Cedric Diggory was a Hufflepuff. When I hear the word Hufflepuff, I'm imagining a small, <laughs> like a dragon about the size of a basketball. Is that what a Hufflepuff is? It's one of the four houses at Hogwarts. You're, you're saving these for prison, right? I recognize. I recognize. No, wait. You read these. You wait. Hang on. You read these in the Brig, or you're saving them for Brig? I read them at one point when I was living in a closet. You were up to uh, like. You got up to like two or three, right? I was like your cat. No, I read the entire thing. Ooh. It was. Uh, it was like. Oh, but except the books were still coming out at that point. Yes. So I had I you didn't probably read got the into last... this. You got into where it got dark. You probably you probably got into like Order of the Phoenix. Maybe you might have even yeah. gotten up to like Half Blood Prince. Maybe I think so. I think there were there was a stack of these books. It was four o'clock in the morning, and rather than walk around this ho- this uh, this apartment where I was uh, staying in a closet, it's hard uh, to sleep. I would uh, I would sit and read these books. It's with fucking a hard to sleep. Everybody should give you Harry Potter and, and, really and a hot. large bed, a large bed for a grown man who shouldn't have to decide where his ass is going to go. This makes no, me that, sick. The thing about sleeping on a floor is it's ultimately the biggest bed. Whoa! Because the floor just keeps going. Wow. Yeah. 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 Except you can't hang your feet off the edge of the floor. No. No, um, you have to figure that out. But so I did read the books and I and, you know, and, and I had the experience where you you open them up. You're like, oh, yeah, OK, I'll write this book. And then you get into the magic and you're into the world of it. And, the world building. Uh, and then you're like three or four books in and you're like, I'm totally in this world. And then it starts to have that thing of like, well, you know, now I see this world and I'm yes. I don't I don't need to live my life in this world. Right. Um so she's uh, so, she refused to what the different houses oh that's did. okay no you're not obligated to know that but but i don't know if you have this problem with your child but my child refuses to believe that that any temperature can be different than what it is right now wherever she's standing oh so she's cold or she's hot no oh, she's wearing my hat universe? she's wearing my scarf i recognize that as your hat yeah i'm freezing you know because it's so san francisco she's freezing and uh, maddie's wearing gloves and oh, yeah. you are just you are just in a t-shirt and shorts i'm, I'm, the, I'm there like uh like like threadbare I'm hardly they wearing anything. You. I only had like three layers on. I got I got they a Mac Weldon. I, I got I'll tell you what I got. I got I got I got a I got a, uh, I got a Mac Weldon undershirt. I got a Mac nice. Weldon long sleeve shirt. Oh, and over nice. that I, I'm wearing a, a, a sweater. A Mac Weldon <clears throat> sweater. You know what you should really do? Head on over to Mac Weldon. Uh-huh. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com. And remember, you can get twenty percent off your first order by using the promo code. R-O-T-L. Here's what you need to know. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now because Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants. Ugh. Better than anything you've ever worn. They're so great. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. That means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Uh, you're probably going to hear more about Mac Weldon in just a minute because we actually end up talking about it on the show. They didn't tell us to say that. But I can tell you, honestly, it is true. I am a Mac Weldon fan. I have a package en route to my house right now of Mack Weldon goods that I bought with my own actual American money. I think they're the best. Check out their uh, Pima Cotton Long Sleeve Tea. It is so awesome. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, <laughs> they perform well, too. Good for working out, going to work, going on dates, or just everyday life. You could just you could sleep on a floor in Germany, and you'd be comfortable in your Mack Weldon clothes. So what you do is you go to MacWeldon.com. 
MacWeldon.com, and you're going to get 20% off using the promo code ROTL, just like it sounds, R-O-T-L. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick Online and all the great shows. You know what? I'm wearing Mac Weldon underpants right now. Mm. Hmm. Um, I want, uh, I want, I want enough underpants <laughs> that I never, ever, ever have what to worry time? again. I do that with socks, and I never look back. We've talked about this. I have so many socks too, but I, but I'm not worried about being without socks. Well, I haven't I, recorded the sponsor spot that you just heard yet, mm-hmm. uh, and I won't mention that here because they didn't tell us to say this. But uh, huh? I not only have another Mac Weldon uh, parcel on the way right now oh exciting for you but i recently called i did a calling of of other things that well, aren't mac weldon things i i called both this is this is what a, what a fancy duchess i am i called not only the subpar non mac weldon long sleeve cotton shirts that i don't wear because really having this the clothes just stare at you over and over just makes you feel bad so they went in the donation bag and i even took the step of taking some of my older mac weldon items that were old and yucky and i put them in the donation bag too because somebody else no might want kidding them. you've been on the mac weldon train long enough to long. have used mac weldon things. you don't want to go to your your account page on Mac Weldon because they tell you how much you've ordered before. They didn't tell us to say this. No. MacWeldon.com. I, I, I do not. So when I went, when you're, I start, you're started, underpants, man, you like the underpants. When I got, when I got the first couple of orders of Mac Weldon underpants and I really, and then, you know, the, I, to, I've, I think I've told you before that my first order of Mac Weldon underpants got stolen. Mm. Um, and is, I think being employed as we speak somewhere in the, uh, in Southern California or maybe Haiti. Like maybe it's maybe it's being used to deploy some kind of I don't want to say voodoo. Oh no, no, I don't think so. I think that she. You would don't never think somebody's relinqu- made a golem of your underpants? No, no she go- would never golem? Relinqu- re- relinquish control of them. I think mm-hmm. that they're they're part of uh, they're part of some I don't know. Some, Does anyone ask you to try a saving throw? I, I think it might be part of some witchcraft, but I but See? the witchcraft is trying to get to sleep tonight. Where are my it's underpants? Being, it's being employed in a very different manner. <laughs> Uh, she's got them on <laughs> under a little flowered dress at her little oh, law firm. Oh, that! Yeah, and she's thinking... We don't talk about that. thinking, screw we you. We don't <laughs> talk about I'm that. I'm your Mac Weldon. No, Mac Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com. Yeah. Let's see if we got a special but, offer code. <laughs> but what I did was I went through and I pulled out all of the Champion and Hanes and other Ugh. underwears, other subpar underwears. <laughs> and I realized that I am such an underwear hoarder that I had underwears that should have gone away a long time ago. It takes a cold eye. You got you got to go in with like a whole. It isn't the getting dressed in the morning frame of mind. To paraphrase Howard Gardner, you need to go into it with a different frame of mind. You, you need different you need different underpants glasses when you go in there. Well, and my new frame of mind was I had all these these uh, like spanking new, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mac Weldon underpants, which I which I bought in f- in fun colors, mm-hmm. and, uh, and oh, so. Uh, what ended up happening, because these underwears should have gone and been made into asphalt or whatever they do with fabrics now. Or like children's uh, park equipment. Children's park equipment, right. Mm-hmm. That's what they make. Like, you, but, know, they you shred, know, they shred tires to yeah. make the floor of a playground. Yeah. And you I can think make milk sh- cartons into park benches. They shred old underwear in order to make, uh, like, high-speed rail. Is that right? Is it like if you want it like a Hyperloop? If you want a hyperloop, that's why Elon Musk can't get that thing built because he's he doesn't have enough underwear. Because he's just we, doing he's doing an underwear seed round. We've been mm. sending our underwear to China <laughs> oh, for God. Oh, uh, but I um so but there were some underwear that I was very attached to. For instance, uh, when uh, when Hodgman and I and Dick Cavett 
were making that aborted television show at the Chateau Marmont. Uh, at one point, we sent a PA. Somebody had an idea, and somebody said to a PA, uh, "Go get us like uh, seven packs of underwear, hmm. uh, boxer shorts." Hmm. And so the was PA Dick ran in on it. this. Dick was in on it, and the thing is, Hodgman and Dick Cavett are both smaller people, <laughs> right? They're like mediums, mm-hmm. and I'm an extra large in the uh, in the underwear department. If you <laughs> if you if you know what I'm saying. I know, I know you are too. Uh, And, um, and so the PA came back and they had bought a whole broad selection of boxer shorts because this was supposed to be a gag. It was supposed to be like a part of the show. It's going to be a gag where the three of us are going to be in boxer shorts. So we all put on boxer shorts. We did like this two second bit. Do you have underwear on under it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't just standing. Dick Kevin's not going to stand there with his like boxer shorts. He's, was, an, he's an artist. He's an artist. He had some other. I mean, it was like, you know, basically he had boxer shorts on over tights, over flesh colored. O- over like an acting foam. jock. They give you like yeah. an acting jock. I, you know what? I have never worn a jock strap in my entire life. Really? When you're playing ball? No, no, no. I just, I refused to. I thought oh, that's that all I wanted to first... talk about. When I got into Little League, that's that, that was the first, like, first two years was just talking about cups. Yeah, no, they, I, I, I thought, I thought the terms cup and jockstrap were so gross They're very to me unpleasant. As, a, as a 10-year-old that yeah. I refused to go anywhere near them. I was like, I'll take a baseball right in the middle. John, I'm 51 years old, and I still don't understand why there was quite so much emphasis on athletic supporters. I think it's coaches. Coaches, it's what something. Do they, do, they, do they worry about herniation? What do you think no, it is? No, it's just part of their weird culture. Yeah. They just sit and talk about locker room stuff because it's like, I don't know, it's that culture of men that are like, hey, get in the uh, locker room. We're going to we're gonna like snap our jock straps at each other. Ha, ha, ha. Let's take something that used to be fun and make it weird. I, don't, I didn't want anything to do with it. And, you know, my dad is like a jock guy. He's like, come on. But he was, my dad did not push this angle on me. I mean, I, 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 I honestly, I understand the cup part. Like, especially if you're a catcher, really for anybody, I, the mm-hmm. cup is a good idea. I, I just, guess. honestly, at the time, you know, you, okay, so when you're 12 years old, 11 years old, in, in that weird tween age, there's so much stuff that makes no sense. And you try to yeah. cobble together, like, what it might mean in your head. You don't really, really, really super exactly understand a tampon. You come up with these ideas about what things mean. Well, I didn't I, understand what marriage was, and I still don't. But no, it started you should watch then. the uh, watch the play Company by Stephen Sondheim. Oh, you know, I got it from Married with Children. That finally <laughs> oh, is that where you me. got it yeah. from? It has the word married in it. Do you ever watch musicals? Not really. Uh, not really. Hmm. I mean, not not um, not musicals, on purpose. When a musical comes on and I realize it's a musical, oh. I have that same feeling that I do when I'm when I try to listen to our podcast. Oh, you find something has a raisin in it. They act like well, it's a I chocolate just, chip. I, it, no, I just, I start to wince and curl up and I kind of like, I turn my body away from yeah, the Yeah, no, I like, understand. Oh, don't, don't hurt me. Co- company's very good. There's a version with Neil, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. It's very good. Phone rings, door chimes, in comes company. I could do more it, if you want. It might be a thing that I went to see all that jazz when I was too young. I was too young to see all that jazz. There's a lot of that's sex a very in that. that's a very sophisticated story. <laughs> very that sophisticated. is not showtime, folks. That is not so complicated for kids, and it's no. from the era. It was probably PG. Was it? Might have been R. It had to be R. It was R. It was R for oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, ooh, that is not for kids. But you know, my parents, neither one of them was very great at deciding what movies I could see. Like, my mom was very careful to not let me see 
Jaws in the theaters. And I and she would not allow me to see Animal House in the theaters because of the racy humor. <laughs> but she did take me to see it's really hard to watch. It's so hard to watch now. <laughs> Like why the it's fuck would really I? It's really problematic. Like oh, it is problematic. <laughs> but why would you take me to see Auntie Mame? Like you have to be crazy. Oh, um, I hated the PG movies. Used to be like I remember my mom took me to see a Pink Panther movie that was PG, boom, and there was one boom, scene that was very, very boom, uncomfortable. Yeah, Cato, he's hiding in the fridge. How, how how was that uncomfortable? Kato hiding it, in the fridge is the best thing. No, no, ever. no, no. That part's great, but there was some sexy stuff in it. Oh, and it was I even see. kind of some aberrant sexy stuff, and we were oh, both dear. very uncomfortable. Oh dear, we're Protestants, little, John. A little bit of slap and tickle. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, okay. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> is she a goer? I, uh, uh, um, go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm I'm just uh, um so. Uh, oh, beefs. so anyway, so yeah. I, so I, I have. It's very, still, it's still very early. I mean, we're whatever so, an hour in, it still feels early. I, I have all the boxer shorts. Okay, that used to belong to me. Do you have any of the also, ones that Dick Cavett actually wore? Absolutely. Oh shit, dog! And what I discovered, and I never would have thought of this, and I would never order based on this, but I discovered that I can wear a pair of medium boxer shorts. They're just really tight, mm-hmm. but they're. Like they turn from boxer you shorts, can which wear are baggy. Medium? Well, because what they turn into is boxer briefs. Okay, I mean, but like you know? a cotton, so, a typical cotton weave, or like yeah, stretchy there's boy. A little, there's a little bit of given. All right, all right, because like I am right betwixt a medium and a large, depending on the month. I could go either way. So what they end up being is they're like coach shorts, right? They're just like they're, oh, I used to wear those. <laughs> they're not With the laces. baggy. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> they get on and they're exactly the right. I used to wear those in gym class. Yeah, exactly the right dimensions. And so I walk around sometimes. I go to meetings. I'm sitting <laughs> shower, in a I'm, shower down I'm, to get an a. <laughs> shower down. He's right. I'm sitting in a in a in city hall or whatever talking to some people, and I'm like I'm wearing Dick Cavett's underpants. <laughs> You can't even keep it to yourself. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's the, you know, it's a little bit of a power move. It's like who? It's uh, like you like a black brazier under your blouse for work. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Like, oh, these underpants? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these? they were they were purchased for Dick Cavett and worn on screen. These underpants uh, have anecdotes about Groucho Marx. But anyway, go back to telling me about what the budget says about uh, educate uh, like rock education for children. Oh yeah, please continue. Super interesting. So, I, so it's very hard to have those turned into playground equipment or high speed rail, because you know they have uh, not a lot of sentimentality, but they have their their. They have a purpose for them. I don't just put them on unless I'm going to go um, unless I'm really in attack mode. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> oh right. Like they're like, and then Mac under Mac underpants, Mac underpants uh, mm-hmm. came started arriving, and those ones that are made of silver mm-hmm. became my new attack underwear because you're sitting in city hall and you're like, my underwear is made of silver. What do you got? Oh yeah, what how many of you have antimicrobial underwear? Yeah, you guys don't have silver underpants or Dick Cavett underpants. If, I guess if I was really going in, if I was like, yeah. if I was going to both. get sworn in, I'd put them both on. You put could the do silver that. underwear on, and then the Dick Cavett. You underwear. put on some of your snug silver mediums. Slip on some dicks over that? Woo! Yeah, look at that. Put in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get arrested. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, you want to hit me in the balls? <laughs> Joke's on you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs>